Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of The Scapegoats, the show where four longtime friends talk about all things Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm Josh here with Cam Emerson and Matt, who will actually be joining us after the intro today. For this episode, we are going to have a rousing discussion about Rogue, whatever that is. We'll figure that out. We'll talk about it. We also have a couple reviews to read. But first, there was some unfortunate news this week. The creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kazuki Takahashi has unfortunately passed away at 60 years old. And we all felt like it was something that we should mention, not to make it sound like a funeral or anything, but did either of you guys want to say a few words? Yeah, I mean, it's just super unfortunate. I think I hopped into the the meeting when you all were talking about it. But like, for those of you who don't know, it sounded like it, it was a snorkeling accident, or at least what they termed it is like they found his body with snorkeling gear on it. And then like his car and his ID, obviously, like to identify him. I think the last thing I read was like the Coast Guard was doing an investigation. I don't know if there's any foul play or not, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, super like unfortunate, obviously, because like we're all here because we love the game and he created Yu-Gi-Oh! Like we created what the manga, which turned into the show and turned into a car game. And, you know, here we are. So sad day. Yeah. Right. The only thing I really have to add, and it kind of it kind of might get a little bit sappy in here for a minute, but I have I've. I think I've said it before on an episode, but I've never been like an avid watcher or reader of the manga or anime when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh! I've kind of just got straight into the game. So I never really took a whole lot from what he created. But like Emerson said, he created the, the manga, which turned into the anime, which turned into the game, which turned into, I mean, honestly, dozens of other things that they've created at this point. And I think all of our lives would be like really different i mean i know mine was i can only speak for myself but i know my life would be very different if Yu-Gi-Oh was not a thing because i you know wouldn't have like my biggest interest i wouldn't have made the friends i've made and you know the friends i've made through Yu-Gi-Oh are my main friends so i don't know i mean not to get sappy or anything but if there was a time to get sappy i suppose it would be now uh-huh. i'm just gonna go ahead and say it like if you know he created Yu-Gi-Oh, so this podcast wouldn't be around if it wasn't for him exactly so, right yeah so it's pretty crazy. And I, I do actually have like, I, I, not to sound too happy. I just, I, I guess I like saying miscellaneous facts, but um, Yu-Gi-Oh was actually not supposed to be the focus of the manga at first. He, uh, Kazuki Takahashi apparently was just a fan of like games in general, just designing games, playing games. So in the manga, it was originally, you know, meant to be a horror manga where, you know, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, Emerson, I think you've seen season zero, zero where like the pharaoh isn't really a good guy and he like i have yeah yeah, gambles with people's lives like tortures them and stuff and then i guess at some point in the manga uh the game which i think was originally called magic and wizards as a nod to magic the gathering created by wizards coast it became like the focus because it evoked like a the best response from readers and then it just became like what it is today somehow Really cool, I think. And then I guess just Yu-Gi-Oh! was the name of the manga. So I guess that stuck to the game and became that. But yeah, I mean, really cool, dude. I think like even outside of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like even if that didn't exist, that's still a manga that I think I'd want to read. Sounded pretty cool, but really unfortunate. But also really interesting that again, like you guys said, we probably wouldn't even be on this. I mean, we definitely wouldn't be on this podcast unless he thought of that random card game like 26 years ago or something. So 
which I was also look other random facts. I mean, you all probably know this too, but for the listener, like, I mean, I was, so I was looking, you know, seeing what happened with them. And then I was like, you know what, like how successful was the anime? And like, there's a couple of different lists out there, but like a couple of the lists, like talk about like Yu-Gi-Oh is like in the top 10 most successful, like animes of all time. Like wow. I, you know, it's like right up there. Well, obviously one piece has been around forever. And then Yu-Gi-Oh, I think like they both gross around like 20 billion or something like that oh my god and then obviously like pokemon's like number one because like you know it's Mm -hmm. it's freaking pokemon but like a force to be reckoned with i know i didn't think like Yu-Gi-Oh. you know obviously i really liked it but i didn't think it was like that successful but when you think about it i mean there is like a car game and you know it's i guess i had a couple movies and stuff video games movies toys everything Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah yeah, I mean, I hope I hope he was proud of what he made because, like, I mean, you could show Yugi and Kaiba to like anybody, and they're gonna have an idea, or at least be like, "I've seen that before," or just mention Blue Eyes White Dragon. Like, everybody knows this stuff. Oh, that's all Yu-Gi-Oh is, right? Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty obviously. Much. And we do have a couple reviews to read, so let me kick it over to Kim. He's got us covered with that. All right, guys, we have two new reviews to read. Exciting. Our first one is nine zero one one Wario E like warrior with an with an e without the r at the end okay anyway it was a five-star review called you revived me we uh monster reborn you is what you meant to say master duel and y'all's podcast he said y'all got <laughs> a fellow <laughs> has, southerner that's what i'm saying that's yeah right. uh has got me full send back into the game going on my third stint since i played dinos in 2017 and thanks to josh's hate of them <laughs> i'm picking up branded invoked instead Love the awesome work you guys do. Please keep it going. I also hate dinos, and as everyone should, and you made the right decision because you should never play dinos because it's bad for the soul. However, Branded Invoked is an awesome deck. I love the Invoked engine. I really have been wanting to throw the Invoked engine in something and play it. It's such a cool engine. It's not being played as much right now. I think in formats where Dimensional Barrier is being played, I think Invoked seems to pop up a little less. But don't let that stop you. Invoke The Invoked engine is amazing. Mechaba is awesome. Purgatrio is awesome. Even Raijin, pretty cool. So yeah, do you guys have anything to say to Mr. 9011 Wario? Definitely thank you for the review, man. I do feel like a real dick, though, for, for swaying you away from Dino. Play whatever your heart desires. If I don't like it, I'll I'll deal with it. But yeah, I mean that is that is really cool. Glad you're getting back into the game, man. So that's uh that's good to hear. And I know Matt would be a fan of the branded invoked that you're playing right now. That's fun. It's fun deck. All right. And our second review comes from Meta Killers. Uh, it is titled Love This Podcast. Both of these are five-star reviews, if I didn't mention that. I saw you guys pop up on my feed one day and I fell in love. Winky face. Ooh, interesting but seriously great show i have my own podcast called meta killers and i would love to collab sometime all right cool cool actually i think i have seen your podcast pop up near ours which is pretty cool yeah like message us on twitter and we might be able to put something together y'all have anything uh, to say to meta killers Super cool, man. It's uh, when I first read that, because I I don't know if everybody does, but I always go through and I read the reviews beforehand because they make me feel good. Right. But to to get a review from somebody else that is also a a content creator. I love that. All right. Well, I will pass it back to Josh and Josh will get us started on his uh, fight. He has prepared for us because Josh has really been looking forward to some arguing all week. So we're going to we're going to get this going. 
Absolutely. So obviously we're probably going to do a nationals recap episode. So there's going to be plenty of time to talk about sword soul, plenty of time to talk about Despia, but today we're talking about rogue. The only problem is people define rogue by different things. Like what is, what does rogue actually mean? So the first thing that I think we should do is kind of establish a baseline. Like I, I I'd love to hear from everybody how they like qualify a deck as rogue versus meta matt why don't why don't you start like what i I have a good good idea for this i would the baseline idea of it would be it is a deck that is not easily answered by the meta decks or commonly side deck cards so while it may be equal to in power to certain other decks it is not easily won like the matchup is not easy for certain decks certain more meta decks to deal with Okay, so rogue for you is something that, like, that isn't commonly played, but has like a good matchup against meta stuff. Yeah, specifically side deck cards, but yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Cam, what about you? So I actually took a second to come up with something here. I- I'm gonna kind of reference. I know I've done it before, but I'm gonna reference the Cali effect because he does the tier list a lot. And like, uh, which you know. which Cali? Oh, just nor- just re- just regular Cali. Normal yeah. Cali. Okay, okay. For those of you all that don't get that reference, you need to go watch his videos because it's it's pretty funny. I, I really like his content. Skumada! Anyway, why are you doing Skumada? <laughs> Super cringy. We're, we've reached our cringe limit for the, for the day. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so what he calls rogue is he always makes sure to define it like not something that's bad, not something that can like can't be played, but something that just requires a little bit more practicing. And you just have to know what you're doing and what you're playing against more. And I think that's a really cool way to look at it because I have lost, I, honestly, I would probably say I have lost to rogue decks more than I have lost to meta decks. I, I mean, of course, that's just a guess, but I would, I would guess that's true in all the time I've played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think the reason is, is you don't know how to play against a lot of rogue decks. When you go to a tournament, especially like a regional or a high level, another high level event, you know how to play against the top big best decks because that's what you're planning on playing against. But when you play against something that's not one of the top decks, you know, and you call it rogue, not everything that's not meta is rogue. But when you play against something that's rogue, a lot of times you just don't know how to play against it unless you have a personal experience with that deck. And then Emerson, what about you? So, yeah, if I had to define rogue, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not so good with the numbers, but like, is there like a win rate percentage of like decks that top, like, you know, over like 50% of the time, does that make them meta versus rogue? Like is sky striker rogue because like sky strikers kind of, I would say not been meta, but like it'll top every now and then. So I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how to define it. Well, that, that's the thing is that I think is so interesting about it. And I actually like my definition, I think would probably agree most with Emerson's actually is like there isn't really a correct way right it's like some to some people like right now sword soul and despair are the best decks some people are like okay anything that's not those two decks is rogue other people like if it was me for example i would say okay there's tier one decks there's tier two decks and there's rogue decks which are decks that are like like barely show up or something right like heroes maybe is like a rogue deck whereas something like sky striker i think i think you're 100 right it's not like the meta meta would be tier one for me, but it'd be like a tier two deck. Like it shows up a lot, but it, it doesn't win as much or 
whatever. So I think that's pretty interesting. Also, do you guys take popularity into account or do you just, do you guys just do it based off of power? I do not because, well, let's just say there was a couple, let's say Monarchs got support. And I think at one point it was like played like 60% online or something. I don't remember the math, but it's still garbage. So I, I would not, yeah. That, that format, it was like legitimately the third best deck, second or third best deck, that format. It won, when it was like the structure deck format, it, it won nationals, I think, if I'm remembering that. Oh, correctly. not then. No, no. This was like a couple years ago or something. I don't know. I remember oh, like okay. there was like support and then there was like one length in time, like everyone was playing. I think you were trying to tell me to pick it up too, Josh. Uh, probably, and yeah. I did try it and it was still bad. And That's apparently- like- there's a ton of other people online who are playing it and it also did not work. That's like in my visualization of Emerson decks, it's like ABC first and then it might be Monarch second. So like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first deck I ever played with you all. It was Monarchs. Mm-hmm. Whenever you cheated and <laughs> played with illegal cards. That's true. How many, what's Panthers met now? Is it? Oh, yeah. It's at three now, right? I think it's is technically. It, now yeah. it is at three. That is correct. But they I, need yeah. to put it to four for them to be able to contend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Dude, I'm not going to lie, though. I was playing online the other day, and the, dem- the dude, like, domain locked me. And, I, you know, I was playing bird up, and I was like, oh, I just lose, I guess. Domain's good. Domain's yeah. good. What do you do? You got to get those Regekis in. Well, that's just like the – it's very inconsistent, but it is powerful when it does work. So right. it's for sure. powerful, for sure. yeah. but it is very inconsistent. Well, and also that ties into this next thing is... I haven't answered the last question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to move on to <clears throat> Okay. <clears throat> I think I do take popularity into account, although I don't know that I should. So that's kind of like the, the the double-edged sword there. I feel like I feel like I do, but I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because... But I feel like it's so rare that a lot of people are going to be playing a deck and the representation is there, but it's just not good. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like that very rarely happens. I'm sure it has happened, but... You know, if I got to worry about a certain deck playing against a certain deck, I'm sure it's going to be a decent deck. I don't think that's ever happened to me where I haven't. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's all on it. Yeah. And actually, that that kind of reminded me of something. So this is going to sound hypocritical of me to say, but I think it probably should just be done by popularity. Like you probably shouldn't take power into account. At, like, and I, I just mean you in general, like if you're trying to, you know, craft a perfect picture of what's meta and what's rogue because like meta doesn't really mean powerful right meta just means what people are playing and whatever people are playing the most of that usually tends to be the most powerful stuff but that's not always the case right but the reason that that's hypocritical is because like even though i said like i have a tier one tier two and then a rogue i am one of those people that if it's not like a top three best deck in casual conversation i will just call it a rogue deck which i probably shouldn't but just for right just for ease of because there is there is a tier yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i get what you're saying like I, I think a lot of people do that honestly like there's definitely a correlation between power and representation in the meta though like i, I think that'd be incorrect yeah. to say that for sure oh well we're just gonna play uh okay what's your favorite deck of all time that you love to say when uh, spiders or whatever what spiders uh, huh? <laughs> so, uh, dolls no, 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 no. The uh, it's like oh, uh, dark scorpion, dark oh, scorpion. Oh, yeah. Obviously, like, we got to have dark scorpions I mean, in the meta. Dark spiders. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a reason we're not all playing dark scorpion turbo right now. So, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> sorry, I, I forgot about you. Oh, 
what cam are you bought in on the dark scorpion stuff because the day that that gets support dude i'm telling you not only that but could you imagine all of our listeners that are going to buy the deck and meme <laughs> directly at us like cam called it cam's been calling it every yeah. year that'd be um, sick I'll take the I'll take the next question if you guys are cool with that. Unless yeah. y'all have anything else on this, what would you all say are the pros and cons? So, like, first, everyone share a pro of playing rogue over like tier one, two, or maybe three. I'll go first if that's cool. The biggest pro to playing a rogue deck, I think, is you will not be easily side decked against. So you know you got a better chance going into game two and three. But what about you, Josh? Yeah, I I had that as as a pro as well. Another pro that I would say, and this is kind of depending on the person themselves but people i think overall tend to like rogue decks more meaning they usually play them meaning they probably know their own rogue deck better than a lot of the meta decks and i am of the belief not everybody is of the belief but i'm of the belief that it's better to take a rogue deck and play it that you know really well than it is to like pick up a meta deck that you don't know as well i think you do better with the rogue deck so in that instance, I think that is a pro of playing Rogue versus meta. But what about you, Emerson? Or do you guys agree with that or disagree with that? I'm curious. No, I, I agree with your all's point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, if I had to add something, I don't, I feel like I feel more unique when I play a Rogue deck. I feel, you know, I'm not just net decking and playing a deck that everyone else is playing. Like, this is my deck, sort of. I mean, obviously, like other people probably play it, but like, you know, I can play around with it, you know, more. Cause I'm not, and I feel like we make a point with like an unspoken rule, but we never play the same deck as like everyone else is playing. Like usually like I'll usually play like a machine deck. Josh is always playing sky striker. Cam gets a new always. deck like every week. And then Matt like, <laughs> hey, bro, shut up. Business. <laughs> yeah. And Matt like shifts between, you know, a couple of decks every now and then. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, uh, Kim. Yeah. You have to give one. I forgot. Yeah. So honestly, mine's a really simple answer and it's just, I think it's more fun. And along with like being fun, it's more rewarding. I guess that's actually a better word than fun, but it's more rewarding to win and honestly just play with the rogue deck. I mean, there's there, it's easier to mess up, but you know, it just feels good when you don't. Well, I feel like when you're playing a rogue deck, you most of the time it's a really powerful combo or select few combos, but you've done those combos a hundred times. The person sitting in front of you, seen them a hundred times. When I, if I lose, to, I'd much rather lose to a rogue deck than I would a meta deck. Meta deck, just because it's just interesting. I don't know. So I would say, yeah, mine would be it's more fun and more rewarding. There, there is quite a dopamine rush when you take your rogue deck and beat up on the meta really hard too. I would say for sure. And I can't. That that's a rush I'm willing to. I want to have so. Oh yeah. What one of the most like fun times I had at a regional, I didn't actually like win it or anything, but I took this just like stun. It was just like fossil Dyna and it was just a bunch of commons and uh, just like beat. I think this was Sudiac format. Maybe, no, maybe not. It was, I, I don't, I don't remember what format it was, but it was just fun. It was, it felt really good to beat an expensive ass meta deck by just normal summoning fossil Dyna and setting some traps. So I'm, I'm with you there. It's very rewarding. You're the only one who had fun in that match. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not very skilled, but. All right. So now to cons. I think we'll just go in the same order. Matt, what is a con of playing a rogue deck? Unfortunately, the rogue decks are usually rogue because they are not necessarily less powerful. Like they're still on the same power level of meta decks most of the time, but they're just a, you know, they're a step slower or, you know, they, 
their, their inboard isn't as resilient as other boards, or maybe it's a two card combo instead of a one card combo. And, you know, just these little tiny things that add up to make them just not as powerful as the tier one and two decks. So I, yeah. I guess that's really the main downfall to them. I actually want to kind of piggyback off that. And this goes back to what Cam said too, is like, usually, you know, a, a very common, I think, type of rogue deck is a combo deck that, you know, puts up some crazy board, but is either like, maybe it's not as consistent as like a top tier meta deck or it's like really easily interruptible like one hand trap just kills it or something like that excuse me and that's that is i think the con with rogue is something is usually rogue because people aren't playing it a lot and if people aren't playing it a lot it's usually because it's either lacking in consistency or it's lacking in power one of the two because you could look at another rogue deck like i mean if you want to call sky striker rogue right like maybe if you're playing it pure you know it it doesn't lack consistency necessarily, but it lacks power. It has a really weak opening turn. You can kill it pretty quick. One Harpy's Feather Duster and it's done, right? So that is, I think, a con you have to take into account is that you're not going to be as powerful as the meta decks or you're not going to be as consistent and you're going to have to deck build around that. But yeah, what about you, Emerson? Oh, I concur with you all. I was pretty much just going to tell a story, but like, are, are we saving stories for the end? Up to you guys. I mean, if, if it's appropriate now, I mean, go for it. Oh, I was just going to, you know, like just to piggyback off you all, it's just, you get, you get crapped on. Like I go to locals. <laughs> that with, is a way to say it. Yeah. 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 Like, well, I know. I hate our, getting crapped on. I uh, know. Well, our rating is clean, so I don't want to cuss a whole lot, you know? So, but anyway, what do we get one cuss word per episode? Is that like the rule? I don't know. I, I put it at clean <laughs> overall, but I put, I mark every episode as explicit. So like, I, oh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. I get dookied on at locals playing, <laughs> playing. I'll go in there because like Bujin got new support and I'm like, man, I'm just going to, you know, like rank four turbo be great. And then like Tim rolls up like, oh, what are you going to do about this DPE and all my forbidden droplets? Oh, you're going to have fun. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I got destroyed. This and it is makes the greatest me feel moment bad. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was real fun. <laughs> okay. I would say my con for Rogue, and this is the part that like really sucks, is rogue decks fluctuate a lot like a lot of times i feel like rogue decks specialize in one thing opposed to doing a lot of things really well they'll do like one or two things really well and the pro whenever that thing is in the meta that's fantastic that means a rogue deck can really compete and break through you know the ceiling but in metas where that isn't the case i feel like they struggle because you know the matchups are needing to be more specific than they'd like to be. So I guess, you know, in short, my answer would be they fluctuate a lot, whether they're good or not, where meta decks, you know, are either meta or they're not meta and there's not really any, any between. So. Yeah. Agreed. I actually, actually have one more, I guess that we kind of alluded to is your engine is going to be weaker. Right. And sometimes in a rogue deck, like let's say a combo deck, for example, if you're deck building around, you know, an inconsistency and you need to play more extenders, that means you can't play as many techs. Maybe you can't play as many hand traps or like, you know, whatever tech is relevant for the meta. And on top of that, a meta engine for the most part is going to be stronger than a rogue engine. So if you're without those tech cards that you really need and it's just engine versus engine, a lot of times rogue is going to come out on the losing end of that. Not always, but a lot of the time, or it's like the reverse, right? You're playing something like, like Trickstar back in the day where it's like a really tiny engine and a bunch of tech cards still though you have to draw those those 
perfect tech cards for the matchup or else the the meta engine is just going to steamroll what Trickstar could do because it wasn't super powerful. Unless you draw Droll and Lockbird and Trickstar Reincarnation. That was that was fun. But yeah, also Light Stage, is, is that at three yet? It needs to come back to three. I think it's at two now. It needs to come back to three. Trickstars could use some more support too, in my opinion. Dude, they have tons of cards. Yeah, you were high, Josh. Have you <laughs> well, ever have you sorry, ever typed need, in Trickstars? Support. Have you ever typed in the word Trickstar? <laughs> Dude, they have check. like a they have like three hundred cards. It's just they're all like, oh, when you play this card, your Trickstar monster gains three hundred attack until the end of the turn. Yeah, <laughs> that's like every support card they get. But I mean, there, there's a few really good ones like. What is it, Corabane, the one that's like a Cyber Dragon or something? Mm-hmm. Yep. That one's pretty cool. Or an Honest. It's either a Cyber Dragon or an Honest. Or honest. Oh, well, there you go. Two, two, two effects in one. Two of the strongest monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh's history. There's just combined into one card and still nobody plays it. That's crazy. But also, also, I think it's underrated as a pro how, how tough it can be for people to play against you when they have to pick up your cards and read them constantly. Because people... Contrary to, I don't know if this is a popular belief, and I don't know if I'm going to get any flack for this. You guys let me know. I think people are kind of dumb. So, like, dude, they are. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I'm one of them. Keep, keep going. I got a story for you. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But people are kind of dumb, right? So, like, if you, if they have an ash and you're playing a deck that they don't understand how it works, they're like going to ash your search card, like you're the equivalent of your Rota or your Sword Soul Emergence, they're going to ash that stuff because they don't know what to do. And they have to pick up your cards and read them. They don't know where to hit you. And it's underrated. You can definitely steal games just just from that factor alone, which I have a story for that later as well. But yeah, go ahead, Cam. So, you know, you all have heard like the age-old meme, like, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh players don't know how to read. Well, I always kind of thought that was a really cringy meme until it happened to me. Last week at Locals, I was playing against DDD. And I don't know if any of you all have played against DDD since it got all this new support, but dude, that deck does not freaking stop. It just keeps going and going and going. And here's the thing. Sometimes it'll go and go and go and end on nothing, but sometimes it doesn't. So I'm playing against this dude. He's doing his full combo. He's doing all this stuff. And like, he goes, oh shoot, I made a mistake. And I was just think like thinking in my head, like, okay, good. Cause I'm not going to lie. I was getting worried. And he was like, well, this sucks. And he looked so disappointed. And I was like, all right, cool. This, you know, I looked at my hand. I had a great hand, you know, great going second hand. I was like, oh, I'm set. So he ends on DDD high flame King Genghis, two of those. And it's a fusion monster. And he goes, well, that's it. And he passed his turn. And I was like, oh shit, this dude must have nothing on his field. I'm just going to play away. So I played Pot of Desires and banished the top 10 cards of my deck. And he was like, uh, negate? And I was like, with what? And he was like, this Genghis. And I picked it up. It is a freaking soft once per turn spell and trap (laughs) negate and destroy. And I was like, dude, I did not. I'm like, why are you sitting here acting like you have nothing? And he was like, well, my combo could have been better. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that's two negates. That's not that bad. Yeah. And I, I, I think I won that game, but honestly, I'm not sure. I may have lost that game. And well, I, but I, I did win the match though. But dude, I was, I was so mad at myself because I'm like, dude, I would not have just walked right into a negate with desires of all cards. Yeah. If I knew he had a negate on the field, but I just, 
didn't think to look at his cards and read the effect on him. So I walked right into that like a dummy. Well, I think I, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I, I don't know if I'm sure, but I think I learned the hard way against that deck as well. But they're freaking link monster, right? That like puts the pendulum scales yes. uh, in the zones. That's not once per turn, right? Is it not? I, I, I mean, I I've, never had, I've never had, I've never had, it has to be, dude. It has to be. I'm about to read it. Do we know what it's called? Gilfr- no. Oh, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If this Dude, that card has to be once per turn. Oh, it is once per turn. Okay. 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 Oh, I right. was going to say, like, there's literally no way that effect is nuts. Okay. Maybe I just got hoed by somebody then because I'm pretty sure I like impermed somebody and they just made another one and did it anyway. All right. Never oh. mind. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, but I was pretty, I was pretty mad about that. And now I'm salty against all DDD players. I'll probably get over it here soon. I mean, it's not like dinos or anything, but DDD seems kind of fun. I, I, I don't know about fun. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I think it's like, didn't people say it's literally the hardest deck to ever exist? Something like that. I mean, there's yeah. like a million combo lines. Yeah, like. it's crazy. I don't know it's why people huge. say that Yu-Gi-Oh players can't read though, because I feel like our cards, like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, have the most text on them That's than true. any card game. We just don't but read I guess, the text. Yeah, we just don't read it, because like if we had to, we'd have to like read a novel every time we play a different deck that we don't know. It's a it's a problem, man. I mean, if you look like if you look at a magic card, it's like one line of text. It's like tap this creature, gain one mana. It's like that quick, right? But Yu-Gi-Oh, Astrograph Sorcerer, not only does it have a giant ass monster text box, it has a giant ass pendulum effect too. It's ridiculous. They need keywords in Yu-Gi-Oh. That's my hot take. Yes, yes, actually. Just simplify it down. Yes. Instead of this monster can attack all monsters your opponent controls, just give it some effect that just is like fury or something. I don't know. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. I feel like other games do that, don't they? Yeah, Magic does. Magic's big on keywords, but they I think they I've heard they have a problem with like way too many keywords. Exactly. That's why like I didn't get into Magic cuz I don't want to have to learn all the keywords. Yeah. Although I guess that's a little hypocritical cuz I play Hearthstone, but I oh, played that Hearthstone. Has keywords too, right? Oh. Yeah, but like I like I don't know. I'm a little biased because I played it since like the beginning of the game, so I learned the keywords obviously. I would say it only starting out, it only had like a couple and I never got into magic because I was like, I don't want to learn all the keywords. But and I liked Yu-Gi-Oh for that fact, just because there is no keywords. You just read the card text and do what it says. There should only be like 12, like the evergreen ones in magic. They should like they shouldn't introduce new ones every set. And then it's like, well, they're here for one set and we're never gonna <laughs> use them again. So yeah. now there's a 400 keywords that you gotta keep track of. But and, you know, yeah. they're just like 10 to 20 that you like very commonly like piercing and right. like could attack everyone. I think that would simplify things a whole lot. And yeah. that's how Hearthstone used to be. It used to only be like, I would say, I don't know, I'm just guessing like five keywords, if that. But now they're doing exactly that, Matt. They're just every expansion, they're coming out with a new keyword. You don't use all of them anymore. It's just like, here's the new gimmick of the format. Buy our cards, give us money. So, <laughs> yeah. Wait, who who makes Hearthstone? It's, it's a Blizzard, right? Yeah, yeah, Blizzard. Wasn't there like some controversy with them? We're getting way off topic here. My oh, it's yeah. been three years of straight controversy for Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what I my favorite know. joke about Blizzard is? Hmm. Is they can't balance their games because they're too busy committing sexual assault on the Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, at least that. we all like everybody shits on Konami, but like at least, I mean, they're not mired in scandals, I don't think. So <laughs> no, they just they just short print everything. Yeah. That's yeah, the worst yeah. you can really say about them. They just cheat us. They're just money grubbers. Yeah. They're all money grubbers. On, but if sorry. you're still buying sealed product, hey, that's on you. Yeah. I um, gotta feed my gambling addiction somehow. But also Konami, please sponsor us. That that'd be amazing. Oh yeah, I take back everything I said <laughs> if you just sponsor us. 
Yeah. Well, they're gonna ban me if they ever listen to that episode. That's true. That's true. Bro, Shit. they're banning people for nothing out here now. It's, that's what I'm it's saying. crazy. So, they almost got me. Almost. Yeah, Emerson dodged a bullet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which you were also playing rogue at that event, I believe. So, so I was playing Tribrigade. Is that rogue? Because it tops every now and then. It's like, I don't know. I guess I guess it depends on your definition, right? I because yeah, I don't know if yeah. I'd call it rogue. Maybe I'd call it like tier two. Yeah. The Melfi stuff is rogue for sure. People don't really yeah. play that much, but it's true. I do like the Melfi stuff though, but I think I like the birds better. Well, that that might transition into our next section here, actually. Our personal experiences playing rogue. And I actually think one of the most interesting things about our group of Yu-Gi-Oh players is none of us are like meta fiends, right? I feel like most every group usually at least has that one person that like plays meta no matter what and is always getting the best deck and just playing that. But like most of us, I would say Matt is probably the one that gravitates most towards like playing meta, but that's only because he likes invoked and invoked is always good usually. So, well, I limit myself to buying like one deck a year and I'm just like, I'm going to buy the deck that is the best deck when I buy one deck a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You were playing Drotron for a while. Yeah. You're kicking ass with oh, it. True. Well, that was I mean, cheap as hell when kicking... I bought that. I bought oh, that deck score for like $35. So, oh, okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. And then I know, well, Cam's playing Sword Soul right now, which I think most people would say is the best deck, but I don't think you bought it because it was the best deck, right, Cam? No, I bought it because they're pretty. Exactly. Yeah. Did you buy the Iris Sword Soul? That card is gorgeous. Dude, I love that card. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so close to being good. I know, right? It's I'll such a one for $8 cash. Oh, man. I know when it came out, there was a lot of talk about it. Everyone was like, oh, this is going to be good. You're going to play this in the deck, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you know, you can summon it off Ecclesia, which is kind of good. But then, you know, you can't do other things, which is also good. So Right. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we all have some stories, whether they're, like, good or or bad. I think I have one of each, one good story and one bad story where playing Rogue was a good choice or a bad choice. But... Does anyone want to start us off with a personal story of playing Rogue? Okay, I can, I can lead. I can lead. So I would say like my most memorable time playing Rogue, if you want to call it that, was in 2018, I think. I took Spiral to a regional, which is arguable if you want to call it like Tier 2 or Rogue at that point. But this was like after the bands. So like I was only playing with one drone, one quick fix, one resort. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so like essentially the deck was like an OTK deck at that point. I think I was choosing to go second, which I usually hate doing. So I don't know why I did that, but I, I started off one and two after three rounds and it, I, I really felt like I was making a mistake. I think I lost to mech knights. I don't even know if invoked was involved. I think I just lost to mech knights and then true Draco or something. Um, but then I did get lucky and I won the next six in a row. And I managed to barely squeak in for a top with it, which was nice. But the reason that I think that was memorable too, playing Rogue, is there was like two matches specifically where I know I won them because my opponent did not know exactly what my cards did. I don't remember the situation, but I remember right after it, he was like, oh, I should have done this because that card is like that. I was like, yeah, you definitely would have won. And that happened like twice the rest of the tournament. So that, uh, that was cool. But yeah, so in that instance, playing Rogue worked out in my favor. I thought a while about this question and tried to come up with something, but I've had a really hard time. So my story kind of sucks, but all it is, is during Goki format for any of y'all that played during Goki format, it was, it was a dark time. 
but I played a oh, Mech yeah. Knight Crusadia, which is a really cool, weird rogue deck that I kind of, I, I don't know if I pioneered it, but I definitely did. I definitely came up with the idea myself. No, yeah, I remember that because Crusadia existed, but people weren't playing Mech Knights in it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was the first person that I know of that was playing Mech Knights in it because you could put the Indigo Eclipse in the monster zone that Equimax doesn't point to and then shift it during the battle phase. So like Equimax gained Synergy. the attack, but also you got to still attack with the with the indigo. Not like, you know, anything meta breaking or anything, but I just thought it was really cool. And I actually, I didn't top that event, but I did get a couple matches against Goki, which was a very, very hard deck to play against because it was just nuts. I mean, they had like the Gumblar or like Nightmare Extra Link with Ibley. So like those were your two options <laughs> on what you were going to play against. But yeah, I got a couple hard. matches with that. It felt, felt good. You did that all with one card? What? Not oh, I, <laughs> uh, I don't know what one happened. One Mech Knight did all yeah, of that. I think no, he, no, I'm just kidding. Like, well, I mean, if you get Gumblard, you have one card. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah, or, right. or, <laughs> you, or you get to where you can't even summon a monster, which yeah. also feels pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know what happened that game. I think... I think I've talked about it before. That's the one where I got deck checked and got a game loss. Yeah. Which is, which is I, the other con of playing Rogue is that you get deck checked and you better make sure your list. Is yeah. That's a, and it wasn't. I had. Is that a thing? What do like, you mean? Yeah. Is that really a thing? Like if you're playing Rogue, they. Oh, like, no, 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 no. Oh. Well, I don't know. Maybe because again, like what if they're looking at lists? If it sticks out. Picking, yeah. They're like, oh, we got to see this. Mech Knights. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So maybe. maybe. I don't know. I had hmm. a 16 card side deck. I was pulling a Josh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every, All right, so I, which I've been better about since I've been to locals. Yeah, I'm last, out, brother. I had to count them out last. Dude, I did too. I said I you better too. count those cards right there. I don't see how many cards in the next pack. Dude, after that episode came out, the next time we went to locals, we were like, "All right, Josh, we're gonna count that extra deck. Let's see how many you got there." <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, that's not my. That's all my story is. Not nothing too exciting, but you know, still cool. I, I have stories for Emerson and Matt. If you guys can't think of any, but what what do you guys got? Well, like you're gonna tell our stories or well, like i i know of a story of each of you each of your guys' situation take mine away from me josh I want yeah to yeah now i'm curious what you got so yeah, yeah go well for it. well I, they're not that exciting but like maybe you guys can add some context but i remember one of the very first regionals i went to matt was there playing performapal metal foes or just performapals something don't like worry that. i got the list here josh oh performapal metal foes miss actors yeah that that was dark magician no, because yeah, that that was in the middle of grass format. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's grass soup format. Yeah. How did you do though. that that regional? I I was very close to topping. Actually, I was like, I think I was six and three. Oh but, man. Yeah. So it was fun though. I still had a lot of fun. That next he was at two at the time, I think, and this dude was playing like full power zoo, and I like you know maxied him, and, and then I had like sixteen thousand cards in a pendulum deck, and I was like, well. I'm sorry, bud, but that's over. Yeah. And then I just OTK'd him through that, and I was like, he's he's super salty about it. And that that was fun. I, I like beating Zoo that format whenever every opportunity I got to. But that's really impressive, I think, because like Zoo is pretty overpowering. So is Grass, and I've always liked the Performer Pal cards, but I've never really gotten them to work for me that well in a deck. So that's really cool. They almost topped with it. Super close. Oh, that's not what happened. I maxied him, and then he maxied me, and I was like, well, this doesn't matter at all. I'm uh... already. You see how many cards are in my hand? So maxi to three is what you're saying? Absolutely incorrect. I don't <laughs> don't say such bad things. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think Master Duel cured people of that. But uh, Emerson, what about what about you? I guess the only 
Oh, shoot. What was the question again? Like just, uh, story just like about any Rogue. personal story. Like, I mean, you yeah, maybe you lost really badly. Maybe you won really. Uh, I yeah. think of one, but yeah. Go, yeah. Go. It's, yeah, I don't know if the one you're thinking of is the one I'm thinking of, but like it, I was playing ABC. At yes, a that's the one, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. I was, didn't I did you, very uh, well. Didn't, didn't you cheat at that regional? <laughs> no, no. I, I did not cheat at this regional. Like this one. Are you I, sure? Oh, it was the one I don't before think I that. Did. Okay. Maybe, oh, the one before remember. that. It was definitely an ABC <laughs> regional, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I played ABC a lot of regionals, but this regional I did particularly well. And I think it was because this it was more meta, or not meta, it was more rogue than it was before. Because this format, everyone was playing Altergeist, Sky Striker, and True Draco. And yeah. then I lost to Pendulums, because I don't know how to play against Pendulums, and Inspector Border, essentially. It was he was playing True Draco, but like he had an uh it was like my last game. We we're at the like the top tables and He's like, okay, like inspector board. I was like, all right, well, that's tough. But I had hanger in my hand. I was like, okay, we can do something. Then he flipped Imperial Order. I'm like, oh, cool. So I lose. Oh, my God. That's why I started playing anything that I could play inspector border in because like that just, you know, it's just a stupid card. You just play, you know, that and it's like, okay, you win. And then if you have any floodgates, it's like, all right, I also win. So I don't know. (laughs) In order but, to destroy Inspector Border, I became Inspector Border. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yep. But I mean, it was a good, it was a good tournament though. I played uh, you all know the guy, the he's a YouTuber. Um, he I think he does a lot of market watches and stuff. And I beat him though. He ended up topping, but it was still cool that it's like I beat he's playing Altergeist and I beat him with a rogue deck. And he's I don't know, I guess you could say he's better than me. He's like a you know, I would say he's a bigger Yu-Gi-Oh influencer than we are and He've probably topped more than we have, but I don't know. Still, it was still a good tournament. I was just maybe I'll learn how to play against pendulums and then I'll I'll do okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think what sucked about that one, if I'm remembering it right, the true Draco one was like you're you were gonna top and like that last game of that last match. Yep. With the border. Yeah. It was very frustrating. Yeah. You know? yeah. He beat me with two cards, and I was like, ah, dang. But that does kind of remind me of another pro of playing rogue. Is like I feel like people respect you more for that. You know, like people kind of dismiss when you win with like, you know, Sword Soul or Despia. But like if you went in with freaking uh, like, like I think Cam just picked up uh, another core. If he went in with heroes and won, I think people would respect him more, you know, than if he were to win a regional with Sword Soul or something. So this is, yeah, that is true. Cause when I was like, when I was at, I was like, you know, the top tables with ABC and people came up to me like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, what is going on here? And I was like, yeah, man, ABC. We play in the alphabet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a couple, I know we're kind of like getting close to our time. I have a couple of research, a little bit of research that I did about some rogue decks right now that yeah. I would like to share with you all. If y'all would like to hear it. Absolutely. All right. So the whole reason for this episode is we noticed and actually what I'm going to shout out the author of this article real quick, because he deserves a shout out. It was a great article on TCG player. If y'all have never looked at the uh, TCG player infinite, like the articles and deck list, definitely check that out. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, but Anthony Tachella was who wrote this article on TCG player. And it was the name of the article is what decks won Yu-Gi-Oh nationals in 2022. So basically he was just talking about, so far with all of the nationals for different countries, what decks are winning first place. And of course he started out, it's actually kind of funny. It says the expected decks. And of course you have Tenyi Sword Soul, Branded Despia, Fluwanderies got number one. And I'm, I'm not going through the, the countries on these, but these are all first place nationals wins. Punk and Theory on 
uh, more punk theory on a little bit of adventure theory on ABC. Yeah. You know, meta stuff. But for the second half of the article, he's talking all about rogue decks that took a first place spot. So I just want to go through these one at a time, talk about what country they were. And if I have anything to say about them, we can. So the first one here is a uh, first place in Croatia. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know where Croatia is, but Salomon great took first place. The list, I'm not going to read it card for card, but it's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Salomon Great Engine. Um, no Adventure? Uh, no. A bunch oh, of wow. hand traps. Rage and Roar. Imperm. It's very standard. There's nothing crazy about this list. It took first place. Another thing that's kind of cool, I know you all have probably seen on TCG Player, like it tells you how much the deck is. If you wanted to like buy the whole deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, you know, for like meta decks, you're going to see anywhere from like 700 to a thousand dollars. This one hand traps and all every single card in this deck is $242. That's, that's not bad. That's so nationals winning deck for and a national. That's $75. Exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's most of the money. Right. So if you don't have hand traps, that's a very cheap core. So did y'all have anything on Salomon? Great. That's cool. I mean, I know people have had like been into that. A month or so ago, I'd been hearing the, you know, some waves or, well, I guess waves wouldn't make sense. That would be for a different deck, but yeah. I, and then it kind of dropped off and I hadn't heard a word about it. So that's cool that it came back in the one national. It's a good for deck. Sure. It's always yeah. going to be a good deck. I think. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of room in that deck for all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. So moving on, if no one has anything else, I almost have a hard time calling this one rogue, but I mean, I would say it is a uh, dragon link got first place at, in France. I don't know much about Dragon Link, to be honest. It looks pretty standard for the most part. I'm sure some Dragon Link fan is going to say this is not a standard list, and you're probably right. But I don't know. They did play three tidying, Dragon Maid tidying in the main deck, and they played no other Dragon Maid cards. So I don't really know how that works, but that's cool. I think yeah, it just I like actually, bounces well, a card and bounces another card. Isn't that right? Yeah. Well, so after you said that, I was like, Dragon Link, I don't think it'd be right. That's almost like a tier one deck, I think. But the tidyings is weird. Like that's like that's old cool. dragon lake. Yeah. So that, that's, that's cool. rogue. That's rogue. Yeah. So that, that's, I mean, that's a good pretty card. Cool. Yeah. It bounces, that, that deck bounces. is not rogue at locals though. I played, uh, uh, went to locals and they played three of my four rounds were against dragon. Link. So I, I don't think that's oh, rogue at all. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. I, I hate playing against dragon link, man. Emerson, how come you don't play dragon link? You're the, you're the dragon guy. I feel like that's an Emerson deck. Yeah, but they're little baby dragons, so he doesn't oh, like right. them. No, yeah, they're no. not big, scary dragons. I'm like, yeah. oh, little they're not fair. machine dragons. I do really like Dragon Link, but it, I thought it was kind of expensive. Oh, it might be, actually. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, or at least at the time. I don't know what it is now, but because mm-hmm. usually you got to buy like a lot of cards that I don't have, so I don't know. Right, and Emerson has a, a quota, or I, I don't know if it's a quota, but like a limit. He can only buy one card every three years. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. Unless gonna, it's printed in the structure deck. Yes, that is fine. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I have to see how often I buy cards because I feel like definitely not as much as you. Although I do got stuff for the mailing list. I just keep forgetting to send it to you. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I think, I think it's a good thing that you're like that, honestly. Like you have your decks, you keep them, you play them. If it comes out with a new support card for it, you'll buy it if it's like under 10 bucks or something. Or I forgot what your was it like under 30, under 20. Under 100. Like if it's Emerson, if- have you ever sold a deck? Yeah. That's a good question. Uh- I bought all guys from you for like yeah 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 I sold a couple Christ like thirty map. bucks or something twenty thirty bucks oh and Salomon great to Cam I think great shout I out think- shout out to Emerson he literally keeps his deck cores forever yeah I do. until I they're worth so nothing cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
I think I sold, but didn't I sell you? I, well, I know you said you don't remember, but I know I sent, I sold a bunch of hero cards to you and the blue eyes. I sold blue eyes to you as well. Oh, that's yep. true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So see, there you go. All right. Well, if y'all have nothing else, I'll keep going. So for the next one, I had to dig a little bit to find this deck list. They mention it in this article, but it's not, uh, the list isn't here, but Heroes. Heroes won Greece Nationals. There wasn't a whole lot super crazy about this one, except for, I don't know if you all have seen the Destiny Hero Dark Angel combo. Oh, I know it, all about that combo. That it does. That it is crazy. So basically, if you open Des- Fusion Destiny, that is a one-card DPE, and it puts Destiny Hero Dark Angel on your opponent's field, which is a level one monster that, while it's while you control it, it negates every spell, negates and destroys every spell you play. Um, even like continuous type field spells, you know, continuous type spells, that don't have anything on activation it immediately destroys them um so that the the only reason that's really good right now is because sword soul and despia are the two best decks most would say and they don't play an out to a level one monster on their field yeah you can't really do anything with it so they just would set up that and then a lot of times you could get a dark law on the field so they would have the dark angel dpe and dark law and also they would shift the monsters the hero deck they would shift their monsters to defense so you couldn't crash the Dark Angel either. So it's very gimmicky, but it got first place. So gimmicky worked, apparently. So you can't yeah. really clown on it. I was being kind of, I was being sarcastic for the listeners. I've never heard of this combo until Cam explained it to me literally like five minutes before the episode. But that is really cool. Yeah. Dark Law is awesome. I love, I love so Dark like, Law. I that's when I stopped really liking Hero decks that much is when they're not going for something like Dark Law because that card is so cool. I hate sure. that Shadow Miss is just like a one of in that deck now. It used to be like the card for heroes. And that's just like, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Kind of, you can like send it off the lotion search and stuff, but yeah. that's it. That deck goes and goes and goes though. It does not stop unless you debarrier them, but yeah. Cool. So the next one in Emerson, I got one here for you. Israel. First place deck was Tri-Brigade Liralusk. Oh, I, was, saw, I think I saw that list. Yeah, yeah this that's is a, a cool list. June 6th. We were on vacation, so we could, when we were looking into this, so we may have seen this. Nothing super crazy, I don't think. I'm not a Tri-Brigade Liralusk connoisseur, but I know, Emerson, you've been playing this deck, and you've been kind of experimenting with it a little bit. They don't play the, what's it called? The uh, Xyz? The F zero, yeah, the UDF, yeah. Mm. It does not play that. So Emerson, if you do, you, do you prefer it with the UDF package or without the UDF package? Man, I don't know. That's I gotta make a decision because right now I've been kind of doing both and kind of cramming them both into one deck just to see what's like more consistent. I still need to do some more testing, but like it's so easy to make a UDF or whatever like with what I'm doing now, like with the Lyrus package. But the thing is. What I've found most, and maybe I'm playing it wrong, you have to make, you got to commit to the UDF or you have to commit to the Tri-Brigade unless you open up like nuts. Yeah. But it's usually pretty consistent to do one or the other, which I feel like UDF's very good. And then the Tri-Brigade, you know, Revolt, Appaloosa, Pass is usually also pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I do like it. I'll, I'll keep you updated. If anyone's curious about the lists, I'm still, I'm still working on it. 
I like the UDF thing. I think you should keep it. I in. do too. Yeah. I love I that too. card. Yeah, I know. It's just it, the extra deck's so tight, and I also That's really true. like the list with the with that fabled card and the the synchro, the rank four. I can never remember what it's called. Oh, Herald of the Arclight. Yeah, yeah, because that's just like it's like Karaz, and then you just dump that, and you can search them all. You know, both obviously, and it's just like super easy. There's another negate for free, essentially. So I don't know. I kind of I keep going back and forth, and I don't know which I like best. Yeah, we all, we all. I don't think we've all gone to locals in a while. We all need to go and do our do our testing. Um. So the last one I have. And this one was really probably the one that caught me off guard. I think I audibly gasped when I saw this. In Hungary, Subterror got first place. Hold on, I I guarantee you I can guess the list. All right, all right. Three Guru, three Fiendus, three Hidden City, Terraforming, three There Can Be Only One, three Solemn Strike, three Solemn Judgment, three Mystic Mind, one Set Rotation. That's all I got. You're forgetting the Brandon Red Eyes Fusion stuff. Oh yeah, that's you are you are remarkably close. Oh wow, <laughs> that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, they main decked. Um, oh no, they side decked Super Polys. Yeah, they played a bunch mm. of Super Poly targets, even all the way down to the Cyber Dragon stuff. <laughs> they played Eldritch the Mad Golden Lord in their extra deck to make that with people's Eldritch stuff. Um, invoked Elysium. A bunch of just generic super poly targets. And yeah, they played the Dragoon, obviously. So they played the red eye stuff. Yeah. So they got they got first place. That's pretty crazy. The only the only other one I had besides those is actually a second place, but I feel like they deserve a shout out. And it was Denmark second place had Libromancer. Oh, um yeah. cool. Deck. It was to be fair, it wasn't exactly what I would like it to look like. When Libromancer first came out, I was super excited about playing it, but its play style is not what I was really hoping it would be. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just like Scythe Lock, Baron, and like it's, it's some adventure stuff. But Ain't it. it's it's just like it's just like you know Halk, Halk and Etelly stuff. You know what, Emerson? I'm coming. I'm coming around. Scythe just keeps popping yeah. up. Yeah. No yeah. What. I think I'm starting to agree too. I'm just kind of tired of it. And they're not even playing Dagda. So like we were like, oh, oh, it's just Dagda. We were wrong. Yep. This is still happening, and Dagda's not even in these lists because yep. of Dragon Lark Parent. They just and that and the the TG Wonder Magician is using it. Yeah, the that too. Yeah. So, but that's pretty much all I had as far as research. I just thought that was really cool. The reason we are mentioning that for those of you all who are just getting into the game and haven't really dove into the meta yet, take your time. There's no rush. Oh yeah. But uh, that's uncommon for there to be that many rogue decks or you know tier two and under decks literally winning nationals i mean that's one of the highest honors you can get as a Yu-Gi-Oh player until you get to like worlds obviously but winning nationals first place that's nuts so i think that makes for a great format that could definitely be a discussion for a different video i know a lot of people feel split about that but i think that's great that that's this i mean that that happened and this is happening so i'm sure there's probably some more decks that have come up since then but yeah that's what that's all i got do y'all have anything else to add to that little portion well, that actually, if not, if nobody else has anything, that actually takes us into a perfect segue into our last our last question here. So we've talked a lot about Rogue. We've looked at some lists. We're going to impose on each of the scapegoats. If you are forced to enter this year's Nationals here in America, you are forced to enter and you're forced to play a Rogue deck. No meta, no Sword Soul, no Despia, no Punk, nothing like that. Which deck do you go with? and why let's start with emerson which what you got is tri brigade 
Rogue. I I don't know. It's a, uh, what's no, what else know. is in it other than I, I would, Tri Brigades? Learless Tri Brigade or Melfi. Or I would, I would say either of those. Bujin. I, I would say any of those are like fair fair options as far as like Rogue. I mean, because they may not be Rogue, but they're not top meta. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably what I'm taking then. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Not not one punch. Oh. That's true. If yeah. I can't take Leerless, then I like that would be the Rogue of Rogues. That's what I would take the one punch deck. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Matt, what about you? Mystic Mind Burn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm bad at this game, dude. People I need do wins. that though. Like, I yeah. mean, there's always a couple. Like, even at the regional we were recently, I was going around looking. There's always a couple Mystic Mind Burns. Dude, I was talking to a dude at the last regional we went to. He was playing Mystic Mind Burn. With that goddess Veronde or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, the card that like rearranges the top three cards mm-hmm. of your deck. That is so annoying. What type of piece of shit plays that? That's I mean, I'm obviously saying. this dude, he was actually a very nice guy, but <laughs> come on, you should not be playing that. It, it's not a bad meta call, I feel like, though, because like Mystic, well, I mean, people are kind of prepped for Mystic Mind now, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. The interesting answer, though, Matt did not expect that out of you. But what, what about you, Cam? I don't know if this is just like the impulsity of me for like buying the core. But prob- probably Heroes, honestly. I think it's a really cool deck, and it doesn't do anything, like, super well, but it does a lot of different things. Oh, oh, oops. Josh, you <laughs> muted me. Oops. And, this is going to be a running gag. I was tired of the uh, Hero agenda, I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> People are off of uh, Super Poly right now, too, so that that's one of that deck's biggest weaknesses. So not only people are playing Super Poly right now. And these Hero decks are main decking Super Poly. Because heroes have all of those generic attribute fusions, and your extra deck has some space for them. So you could play like the dark and the light ones, and you can kind of capitalize on that. And it's kind of cool. But yeah, it's a little gimmicky. And it, like I said, it doesn't do anything like amazingly, but it does a lot of things. Like if you need to like wipe a field, you can do that. If you want to like set up like a macro, you can do that. If you want to do a skill drain, you can do that. But like all of those things are just okay. So I think it's pretty cool though. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And I guess, I guess I'll close it out. If I had to play Rogue at the NAWCQ, I am playing Sky Striker. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to pick that. That's too easy of an answer. I'm going to go, if I can't play Sky Striker, I'm going Weather Painters, actually, which I think is like the worst of the decks that we just talked about. But it's pretty cool. I mean, it got some new support. The new support's uh, pretty good. And I mean, you can play Skill Drain, Torrential, takes advantage of that pretty well. Nib, you can play Shifter, ghost reaper dogmatic of punishment you got a lot of good stuff and uh, the engine is kind of hard to hand trap and has an out to any monster in the game as long as it's not unaffected in thundery canvas so pretty cool deck i'm surprised i haven't seen more people try it at nationals but that's that's what i would go with so there you have it from us here at the scapegoats if you're going to nationals we're not this year unfortunately next year probably we'll be back uh, back at it but if you take any of these decks or you play Rogue or you go in general, hey, let us know, man. That'd be super cool to know that uh, one of the GOAT gang was at Nationals. But uh, anything else you guys want to say before we head out? Play Rogue. Play Rogue. Rogue's good <laughs> for the soul. It is. It is. Don't be right, a cool. meta she. <laughs> yeah. Or a meta goat. Oh, that's better. Oh. That's better. All I'm right, sorry. cool. Well, that is going to do it for us here at The Scapegoats. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you don't know already, we do have a Twitter. We'd love if you followed it at the underscore scapegoats. That'd be awesome. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. And we will see you next time.